Hi everyone, welcome to In the Trenches. I'm Jenna. I'm Tara. I'm Tim. And I'm Owen. Hey listeners, we're back with In the Trenches. Today's topic is mental strategy, confidence ups and downs. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh my goodness. Tim, elaborate on that. (laughs) Do you ever find yourself in your living room going through your audition sides with this feeling of like Superman, Wonder Woman on your chest and like everything's going great. And then you go to the audition and you're like, that wasn't the same. What happens between living room and Ripley Girl Studios? Has anyone else experienced this? Yeah. So this, the mental edge obviously is is a giant factor in our auditioning and our artistry and the way we carry ourselves into the room. What are some things that you guys remind yourselves of in order to bring your living room version of yourself into your audition? Mm. Mm. What are some things, even something that you do yeah. when you're in line or you're mm. on deck? What's going on in that brain of yours? What are some things you tell yourself that can help you put yourself at ease to give yourself a, a confidence edge? I think for me, a lot of it has to go with trusting my preparation. So that's. I guess assuming that I've done the preparation, which sometimes... That'll be another topic. That's another topic. That could be a little scrambly, but the times when I feel like I did do what I could do, online, especially if it's one of those situations or in a holding room, when the comparison monsters, I guess, can start coming in. I mean, I had this happen recently. I went in for something that if you put a wig on me... And, you know, I, it takes a little, I think, like, dolling me up. I don't naturally feel this role, but I walked in and the girls already looked like the role. So I went, oh, God, you know, immediately into panic mode in my head. But I feel like the things that grab me out of that is just stating facts sometimes. Like, I'm here. I'm in this room right now. I worked so hard on this. This is going to be fun. Like also like taking in my surrounding of like, okay, the door is red. Like just silly things just to calm myself down so the racing thoughts don't override and take over. And also if there's like a person I'm near, another human, like to acknowledge them, say hello, just come into being a human as opposed to someone trapped in the hurricane of thoughts going on in my brain. I'm so glad you said that. That has made such a difference for me, acknowledging the people around me in auditioning. Mm-hmm. This is something I've sort of tried to uh, put into my work just in the last year, maybe. It doesn't even have to be striking up a conversation with somebody, but just seeing them. Seeing your worthy rival, as Jen Walden likes to say, mm-hmm. rather than uh, fostering a sense of competition. I see you. You're just a worthy rival. You're here. <laughs> and sometimes a conversation starts up, and I always feel better walking into the room after I've just had a little chat with someone. Yeah. Or even just an acknowledgement of somebody else around me. I love what you said about, like, that door is red, the wall is white. I've been playing the game, what color shoes are they wearing behind the table? Mm. If I can walk out of an audition room and be like, that girl had blue shoes on and that guy had Mm -hmm. brown shoes on, I know that it was a success because I was present enough to see the shoes. Uh, Something that has gotten in my way often when I'm nervous is that I feel like I'm not present in my body. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. there's no life behind my eyes because I'm just feeling anxiety and panic instead of feeling my feet are on the ground and like we're all humans. So I think going back to what you said as well about like the human component of it, something that I'm actually working on with one of my coaches now is I don't like to be alone. I don't, I love collaboration and group stuff. 
So I think sometimes I feel more anxious in an audition situation because I feel like I'm on an island by myself being watched by other people. Mm. And part of the reason why I love theater is because it's so collaborative. So I'm like, what is it about auditioning that doesn't feel collaborative versus when I'm in the room creating something, it feels collaborative. So now I thought about it and I was like, you know who I can collaborate with? The pianist. They can be my person of collaboration. So I'm actually, my challenge this week to myself is to walk into an audition I have on Thursday and turn to the pianist and say, I can't wait to collaborate with you before I start singing. I love that. Awesome. Nice. I yeah. wonder how many times an accompanist hears something like that too. Owen, what are your thoughts on that? I was playing auditions recently and every once in a while somebody would say like, it was really nice making music with you or like, I love the way you hit that ending no one ever does or whatever. And it, it was yeah. a game changer. That's not going to book you the job, but it's, it's a nice human moment between you and another person that makes it mm. worthwhile yeah you know yeah, yeah and that helps you we've talked about this a lot keep the temperature setting that you want to experience in the room at your setting because you're taking control of the space not allowing this to be something that takes over and passes you by or adapt to the temperature that might be behind the table that will not serve you yeah. and what you've prepared. Can you talk a little bit more about yeah. that? I feel like a lot of the times we walk into audition rooms and like we're kind of trying to, I guess, guess their energy behind the table or like adjust our thermostats when really I think it needs to be the other way. Um, we have to trust that what we've done is strong enough and have them adjust back to us as opposed to the other way around because that's not their job. It's our job to stand in our ground and to do what we know we've prepared. So yeah, I think it's easy though, if we're feeling the maybe some icicles mm -hmm. from behind the table to catch that chill and then start to freeze up and not feel like we can be in our Bahama performance, mm. you know, and feel yeah. warm and feel like ourselves. It's easy to let that affect us, but our job, we have to keep our, our energy where we know it's going to serve us. Yeah, it's finding this balance too of like focus versus giving yourself mm -hmm. to other people, right? Because we've all probably been those people where we're just in the holding room with our earbuds in the corner trying to focus, which is totally valid, but then taking that and setting it aside and establishing human connection. For me, whenever I bring that into the room, I'm a better version of myself and my artistry is just at a higher level. Whereas, if I'm sitting in court and I'm earbud guy and I just go straight into the room, I get that thing behind my eyes. It's just like, there's not a lot of energy in this. Mm -hmm. And then I start to get the guy on my shoulder who starts talking and, and judging my sounds, judging my stories. I think it's focus while giving and establishing the connection at the same time, mm -hmm. which can be a tricky one to find. I agree. And I do think, like, I don't think we want the people behind the table to be the first people we're saying hello to in the day, too. Mm. There's something like, it's like you're, like, waking up with them, right. like, in a way, which that feels really uncomfortable. So that's when I, when the first thing you said, Tim, about, like, being in the living room, like, well, I like to have people in that living room with me. So that gets me, like, in that performance zone, and they're, like, taking in the performance so I could kind of already feel what it's going to feel like in the room. So I think that is an important um, component for the people. Like, I know I'm like you, Jenna, I need to feel the collaborative atmosphere, not um, the island, mm -hmm. by myself on the island. 
So I definitely beforehand, if I have those people as a part of my prep, that I carries over into the audition room. I was saying this last night in BYOS, like I've been, I took a class for a very long time. Um, and one of the most game changing thing about this class that was up in front of a lot of casting directors was not that. It was the fact that now when I'm walking into audition rooms, because I basically showed my entire class, my entire book in all its colors on days that I wanted to die. I was exhausted <laughs> and days where I felt like a queen. So they saw everything. I now carry in with me, like when I go to do a song, I'm like, oh my God, that classmate loved this song. Like that comes in with me and I'm like, I'm going to do it for that classmate. Community is important in this because auditioning can be like a lone wolf kind of feeling mm-hmm. and it's... We don't need it to be, even though we're standing in there by ourselves. It's like, God, I feel like there's probably some musical theater reference we could say about like feeling like all the spirits of everyone behind (laughs) you, Um, like very... A tree. Yes, yes. Well, it reminds me of that image in Frozen when they all, all the actors turn into the the ice? Have you guys seen it? No, not yet. Yeah, nope. but yeah, I forget what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. But the way they do it on stage is so cool because the whole ensemble, the, they light it so that it looks like Anna's turning into ice, but the whole ensemble is moving to make this giant ice sculpture with her. Oh, that's it's cool. It's really, really cool. So it, that reminds yeah, yeah. me of that. I also think of like Jean Valjean with like Fantine being like, Take my hand, whatever yeah. she's oh, yes. yeah. Like she's behind him, yeah. Do you ever talk to yourself before an audition? <laughs> Do you ever like like the self talk situation, um, or even just like a, a mantra that you just say in your head that yeah, exactly. propels you yeah. into the door? Sometimes Tara's big on mantras. She has a lot of them. I am, yeah. but I do sometimes think my brain gets scrambly before an audition for those. Mm-hmm. Like it's like which which one? If you haven't watched the Brene Brown um, TED talk on the power of poses or something like that, oh, yes, power poses. Mm-hmm. I will stand in line. I'll put my book on the floor, like I'll lean it against the wall, and then I'll stand with my hands on my hips. It's a power pose. It's also called, it's a word called akimbo, which is mm. Seth Godin's podcast, where it's just an open representation of like a star. So like your mm. chest is open, you're like grounded through your feet. Instead of huddling with your book closed and like having this closed yeah. energy, you're expanding your energy so that when you walk into the room, it's already open yeah. and ready for playtime instead of being closed and panicked. That's so great. Yeah. It's yeah. like this it's a body out, affirmation. outside in approach as opposed to yeah. like the self-talk that manifests out. I've literally gone into bathroom stalls at uh, Chelsea Studios and just stood for three mm-hmm. minutes with my arms out in the stall. And I feel much better after it. It's kind of this strange feeling of like, yeah, outside in. If you can empower yourself physically, you empower yourself mentally. You're not the only person who has gone into a bathroom for three minutes at Chelsea Studios and come out feeling much better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches podcast.